This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. Brian and Heather are the directors of the International Neighborhood Network, more commonly known as The Inn. They have spent years reaching communities of immigrants in the United States, addressing their diverse needs with gospel-driven initiatives such as ESL classes, cross-cultural coaching, tutoring, and more. They shared with us how they connected with this ministry and how the teams they lead impact lives with the gospel. Tell me first how you got connected with World Team. I first heard of World Team uh, when we had started uh, reaching out to our neighbors in our Southern American city, neighbors from uh, Central Asia, North Africa, South Asia, and the Middle East. And a World Team worker from Cambodia had come off the field to join a new initiative to plant churches among diaspora, and it was called the IN, the International Neighborhood Network. And she happened to be uh, visiting her family and stopped by our church and heard about um, a ministry that we had started to to do what the, what the inn was doing, except we were meeting people, but we really, um, we were saying hello and welcoming them in the name of Jesus, but we didn't know how to really share the gospel cross-culturally in a way that would also um, see God's kingdom expand. But World Team had already been thinking about that. And so that that changed our lives. We started this outreach and we were thinking about um, meeting people and, and we had learned about um, welcoming in the name of Jesus um, and had these concepts of what church planting was. But what happened is God sent these people. We started, I say we, I helped organize an organization. Heather actually started meeting with, with women and five women turned into 10 women and 10 children turned into 30, uh, turned into 60. And um, by the by, our second summer, we were pushing a hundred some odd people in a small uh, Victorian home uh, or house that had been a space that had been donated to us by a local church. And we panicked. And by we, I mean me. I panicked because we had all of this and really had no idea how to how to turn good intentioned time with people that God had placed a true love into our heart into church planting. What does that look like? How, how does, how do we actually see a diaspora um, church planted in the United States? Um, and, and in our case, uh, primarily from an Afghan um, context. So, so, when God sent this woman um, to Savannah 
uh, you know, th there's no such thing as coincidence. But she visits our church just by chance on the day that by chance the church is showing a video about, about what's happening at our ministry. And she happens to be on the path to this new uh, initiative that World Team is is doing and says, wow, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> and And so there was this amazing series of providence, God's providence, to get us connected to, to World Team. For those who don't know, what is the Inn? The Inn, or the International Neighborhood Network, is a uh, effort to reach diaspora um, peoples, people that have been uh, moved by God's providence from around the world into the United States. And we reach primarily people um, from uh, a non-Christian background, and that will include um, people from a Muslim background, people from a Hindu background, um, and even people from um, non-evangelical Christian traditions, um, such as Coptic um, is uh, some of the people that we work with. Um, the purpose of the inn is to reach people um, in the neighborhoods through relationship, introduce them to a um, authentic Christian witness, bring them to an understanding of who Jesus is um, through conversation, through um, uh, other evangelical uh, processes, for the purpose of planting churches among those people groups. The long-term outcome of the inn is not just in the United States, but also to go beyond, going back into the nations of origin for uh, the people that we meet. And, and what's amazing is in the relatively short time uh, that the inn has existed, we are already seeing all of those places, uh, all of those pinpoints of that, of that plan from mobilizing ordinary Christians, uh, Americans, to finding um, people from ethnic backgrounds that have that ministry outreach already, to having uh, active, vibrant churches here in the United States that are welcoming people from all of those backgrounds, and seeing that spill over uh, back into the rest of the world. How many ministry locations does the Inn have and where are they? The Inn has ministry sites in eight cities and 11 communities. Those cities are Philadelphia, Houston, Central Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Savannah, South Florida, Columbus, and Phoenix. What is the goal of the Inn and how are Inn workers reaching that goal? The goal of the Inn is to plant multiplying churches among diaspora here in the United States, uh, as well as reaching back to their home countries, people who have no access to the gospel in their own context. The Inn does that by forming genuine relationships, welcoming people into their cities, uh, meeting holistic needs and praying with them. And uh, for those who are open and, and interested, starting Bible studies 
and planting churches that are a, in a cultural context. Some of those holistic needs um, that we often run into, it's it's not what the inn does. What the inn does is plant churches. How we do that is by greeting people, sometimes off the airplane. Uh, and a lot of our sites, we actually are um, partnered, and this is the network part of, of, uh, of the inn, is we network with resettlement agencies to greet people, sometimes off that plane, to, to welcome them into their new community and to get involved in their lives um, through cultural uh, acquisition. Um, we can, and again, at some of our sites, um, actually help with uh, the government design programs of of what that looks like, um, checking the boxes of, of resettlement. Um, we help sometimes with language acquisition, English um, here in the United States. Um, we can help them with filling out paperwork. Um, the point of this is there is a a reason to be in somebody's life. A genuine reason. A genuine reason. Um, this is this is the fishes and loaves moment of of the inn. It's also it's it's the servant leadership and the, that we see in Christ's life. Mm. And so Christ showed us that compassion is coming alongside people, and um, and loving them and helping them where they are, pointing them to to who God truly is. And, and I think one of the greatest needs that diaspora experience, and this is something not as myself um, identifying, but what, but we are, what we are told over and over again from, um, from people who come to the United States from other countries, from war-torn countries, from um, the things that they've experienced that have brought them here, that what they desire most is community and connection. And, I have learned and experienced that the body of Christ offers something so unique in the love of Christ that to not share it, um, one is disobedient, but also is is tragic because there are people who are asking to to know God in a way that we can only know him through Jesus Christ. And with the at the end, that's what we endeavor to do through through the help of the Holy Spirit and God's Word. What has ministry looked like over the past year for the inn? Trying to encapsulate what the ministry uh, has looked like over the past year at the inn from from that fifty thousand foot view. Um, it's it's so hard because um, the breadth of what the inn connects with is the one-on-one -on -one, um, relationship that matters because each each person made in the image of God matters. Um, and so those are without a doubt the mo most precious moments. And when you talk about individuals, you start uh, especially the American mind, or say the, the the typical Western American mind, is looking for a numbers answer to to this question of what does it look like. Um, the numbers are so extraordinary 
they stop meaning anything. Um, if, if I said that over the course of the past year, the inn is directly responsible for millions of people hearing uh, the gospel for the first time around the world, um, that is not actually an exaggeration. It is something that we have documented and we can see. But when you talk about, you know, millions of people and and hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands and thousands and hundreds, you start putting those numbers out there, all true and all, all verifiable. Each of these interactions and the most sweet are the ones where we are one-on-one, face-to-face, holding somebody's hand, watching the video call um, on a couch, and comforting somebody as we witness with them uh, tragedies that are happening back in their homeland. Um, uh, a mother dying while you are on the other side of the of the world some cases that's that's really what's happening because from those interactions um the comfort that we offer the prayers that we pray with people in their homes and then not not because we're extraordinary but just because we are (laughs) we are uh children of god um that moment of compassion that we pray because there's nothing else we can do we have nothing else to offer and and then that moment when they ask why why did you do this why would you do this nobody else does this with us (laughs) why would you do that and and the the answer is because jesus because jesus loved me so much and jesus loved people so much and because because I love Jesus back, I try to love people back. That's really what's happened with the inn. Because of those one-on-one moments um, that expand to the tens, to the hundreds, to the thousands, to the ten thousands, uh, the media ministry gives us these reaches that go beyond borders, um, beyond oceans, um, that get shared over and over. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I start to feel old when I hear about how TikTok is expanding the gospel when, you know, months ago I would have said TikTok is just about, you know, stupid dance videos or something. <laughs> but what this winds up, what winds up happening is um, people learn who Jesus Jesus is for the first time. They want to know more about that. They meet the one true God. And then when there's more of them, they, they learn more about what that means to live that life, to be the person who is comforting someone out of a true source of love rather than just receiving um, that comfort. And then they want to gather and we see these gatherings happening the new gatherings and whether that's a a bible study or a self-realizing church um or it's a self-realizing church that has grown to the point where it's time to birth another one 
the the question is so simple what's happened this past year what we have seen without a doubt is the expansion of god's kingdom this past year vn has seen an expansion of reach both domestically and uh overseas that's been in person with the launch of new sites um and uh we will be launching a, another site this year that um, we are seeing uh, 800 people ministered to weekly, uh, both at church services and, and outreaches. We're seeing um, uh, over 10,000 a week are hearing the gospel through the media ministry at multiple sites, both uh, in the United States and overseas. And, and that media ministry is in Arabic. So people are hearing the, the gospel uh, in their heart language, but they're also uh, hearing God's answers to the problems that we all face. Why is there suffering in the world? Um, is there is there a way for me to to know God personally? Is there a way for me to know with assurance that I can go to heaven? These are the things that are being shared at Insights um, in person as well as uh, through the media ministry and overseas. And then we are also seeing teams uh, minister to church plants and new believers um, in countries both here in the United States uh, and through their connections, being able to go and uh, nurture the church uh, in uh, in countries in the North, in North Africa and the Middle East and Central and South Asia. What is the vision for the Inn over the next year? The Inn is looking to mobilize new workers so that uh, we can uh, both bring more depth to the sites that already are established, as well as looking to start new sites. Overall, the end's vision is to have a presence in 20 cities in the United States. And, and that includes both mobilizing workers and the body of Christ in those cities to, to welcome diaspora with uh, an authentic witness of Jesus. I think the the best way to, to say what's the vision, um, we, we want to mobilize more people. Um, what we have seen is um, a, a desire to go, but sometimes the, the barriers to going, um, whether there's health concerns or family concerns, that people that would normally raise their hand to go, which is not a lot of people, unfortunately, not a lot of people raise their hand to go. But this re that those barriers, very real, are are coming to people that um, would normally go, uh, age and stage in life. What has happened, what God has done, is he has brought those opportunities to our neighborhoods, to our back doors. And so those people that would look at going away, going overseas or going away from their, their community, that the that there's an opportunity here. So the vision is to see that more people, um, and and like Heather said, we're we're looking at those 20 cities in the United States. Um, we have eight. So um, you know, if if we're going to be strict about that number, you know, we're 12 short. <laughs> um, and this idea of people realizing that opportunity and connecting with World Team and the Inn to act on that opportunity. Um, so the vision is to see an expansion of workers and an expansion of those sites. We're also looking for 
new churches to be planted. So we're always praying for new believers that become disciples, that gather to plant a self-identifying church. Um, and so we would love to see those new churches planted. And we are hearing that that, that is something that could be happening very shortly, um, even as we're talking here in in uh, uh, February, uh, early days of, of 2024. Are there any stories you can share of the gospel impacting lives through the inn? One of our workers who is um, originally from the Middle East was sharing uh, her story of how God has moved in their life with a group of people. And um, they responded with, um, you know, you know, asking questions about like, how, how has knowing Jesus changed your life? And, and so her examples of God's love and his grace that transformed her and had given her peace and freedom touched the heart of um, one of the refugees in a very special way. He approached her privately and, um, and asked to learn more about this relationship she talked about that she has with Christ and how he could find peace and a different way of life. And after hearing more about who God is and how he loves us and sent his only son, Jesus, to be the payment for our sin, that he could have assurance of eternal life with God, he put his faith in Christ. There is something incredibly compelling about Jesus. And when people see it both in our words and in our life, um, they see him. And that's what's happening in the end every day. Now, that doesn't mean that every person <laughs> who asks a question about Jesus puts their faith in Christ that day. But it does mean that we are seeing hundreds and even thousands moving closer to knowing who Jesus is. And it's because of people living their life with Christ out loud for all to see and hear. How can people be praying for the inn and the people that you're reaching? I would ask that people pray that um, the efforts of our inn workers and our, um, and our network to be an authentic witness of Jesus would be fruitful. Uh, that for those who are um, reading and studying the Bible with us, that they would make decisions to follow Christ and uh, be courageous and filled with boldness to share that truth with the people in their own life. I would also ask them to pray for um, for our workers to be fully funded so that they have the, um, the time and ability to really invest in the community and in relationships that um, are Christ-centered. And I would also ask you to pray that people who are thinking about coming um, diaspora or questioning whether God is calling them to be um, a cross-cultural worker, that that they would make that decision to do that, to be his witness and and to come forward and and just say, I will go as far as you take me, Jesus, um, to be your witness to the nations. Pray for um, every point of that, of the process. Um, we, we have, um, pray for workers, pray for workers to come forward, pray for those workers to be funded. 
Um, and if you feel that, uh, that desire to take part financially to give of your treasure, um, please, please do. Um, there is no too small amount, um, giving specifically to a worker or giving to, uh, the in project as a whole, um, to see the, the gospel, um, brought forward to have those, um, those workers who are on the field to be, um, to be effective with their time, um, with their efforts, um, because we are seeing churches planted. So pray for every point on that process. The, the person that's being welcomed, the person that, that's first hearing about who Jesus is, pray for the people that have already heard that they will respond. Pray that those, those discipleship um, times will be uh, uh, started <laughs> and that people will find themselves going further into that relationship, that they would become followers of Christ. Pray that they would feel comfortable gathering, which sounds odd often to um, uh, Western American ears, but there is an ingrained cultural distrust of uh, the people that we are typically working with. And so gathering is not something that is automatically um, assumed that they will or that they'll feel comfortable doing. So pray that they will gather. Pray that those gatherings become fully um, self-aware churches that they are able to um, start the process of being the church, of giving back, of themselves um, welcoming people in. And then pray that those churches will multiply, that the opportunity and all of the resources, people, time, and treasure will happen. That's ultimately what we need prayer for. Every point on the map um, is what we're looking for. For the person who's out there listening, thinking they want to be a part of this, how can they do that in their own small way? How can somebody... Um, be involved in this ministry. Um, it's very easy to give the the three point pray, give, go, um, uh, prayer. We, we need your prayer. Um, giving financially is always necessary. Um, we, we want to see our workers fully funded, um, especially our foreign born workers funded. Um, going is very, I, I think is a little bit more broad. Um, when it comes to the inn, there are ways of connecting with uh, this ministry and, and and that are very personal. Um, there are sites that need uh, Bibles in specific languages, which sounds relatively easy. Sometimes it is, but can be very specific um, of which Bibles we are looking for. Um, those are going to be listed um, by our, our site leaders. Um, but being involved one-on-one, -on -one, person to person, is possible for pretty much anybody. Uh, um, we are seeing that changing uh, image of our our neighborhoods. We're seeing people um, with head coverings and uh, hijabs. We're seeing people that um, are different than us, and we we 
enjoy the prayers for the inn um, broadly, for our workers specifically. But people can now pray for their neighbor. They can um, give of themselves to be in that person's connection. They are essentially already going. They're, they're in the presence. This isn't about going overseas. This is about stepping outside your door, <laughs> looking, looking into your backyard, into your neighbor's backyard, saying hello. That's, that's the measure of going. And, you know, um, we do offer um, ways of connecting um, and we would love for people to reach out to us if, if that's something that is on their heart or even at the most basic level, we can connect people with um, either with ourselves or with our team members to see how to effectively be that witness, which really means being nothing more than your authentic self, that who Jesus made you, who God has constructed you to be, um, and to, uh, to just be a neighbor um, and love somebody in the name of Jesus. For those who would want to know how to pray, uh, World Team does have uh, prayer points that they share monthly. And so people could reach out to World Team and be asked to uh, be included with uh, for those uh, prayer points for not just the end, but other World Team sites. Um, if someone wanted to, um, to give a, an amount of any size that would help either a foreign born worker or our um, media ministries or um, or other outreaches of the inn that help with holistic needs as uh, as well as helping with things like Bibles or making it possible for, for workers to spend time uh, with, with diaspora, um, they can give to the inn project um, on the World Team website. If a church in one of our cities that we've mentioned would like to get more involved, hands-on for special events, or ongoing, uh, please reach out to us through World Team, and we can talk about how your church can become, um, you know, a welcomer in the name of Jesus. If somebody isn't uh, in the in the proximity of one of our cities, I don't think that that is um, that doesn't disqualify you from 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 being connected to us. We would still love to talk to to people that are outside of those cities. Honestly, this is this is how. Um, mobilization happens for almost every one of our American-born teammates. A a person feels the the touch of God to welcome, and whether that is uh, that that then expands to a church, that expands to um, a group of people wanting to do this. That's the that is literally the the beginning of another insight. So this is how I would answer that question. If a church feels like, man, I, I, I would really like to reach out to people in my neighborhood and in my city, um, but I really don't know what, what the first steps are. Please, please reach out to us. We will, we will help you with those uh, first steps. From a broader standpoint, um, while we're looking at those expansions as as we see people mobilized into this uh it doesn't take a professional to have a relationship what the professional worker does is takes it and makes it more efficient makes it um 
more sustainable, more effective. Yeah. Again, specifically for the, the spreading of the gospel. Um, how do you, this is where our personal journey of, we just started this thing and God blessed it and we needed help to make it effective for the purpose of the gospel. That's where world team came in. That's where world teams training came in. That's where we find ourselves now, um, leading this ministry and helping lead people through that process themselves. Um, when people want to know how to connect, you have to start with that one-on-one. -on -one. It, it, it takes, it takes you reaching your hand out to take somebody else's hand first and then see what God does. You know, try loving somebody in the name of Jesus and see what happens. That's, that's the most simplified thing that I can tell to a person. To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities, go to us.worldteam.org and click Go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click Pray. To give to World Team's ministries, click Donate. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team U.S. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org.